Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Storm and Kieran bringing you the netballing moments that matter. This is Center Pass in focus on SENZ. Just come up 8pm here on SENZ. Yes, that is right. You're tuning into Centre Pass in Focus. Myself, Kieran Bingham, alongside the wonderful Storm Purvis for the last time of Aww. Season 2. Stormy. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? 12 rounds, elimination final, grand final, all done and dusted in a flash of a bang. You know, where is it? where is the time gone? It's weird. It felt like it almost dragged on a little bit there in the middle. And now that we're here, it's like, oh, okay. I feel like having the now. four games in a round, you know, the Sunday yes. and then the, the, the Monday as well and having that double on a Saturday or the Sunday, yep. you know, it really sort of jumbled everything up. But yep. no, we're here. We've uh, we've both settled in after a big weekend. We were both there at Globox Arena in Hamilton for the grand final where we did see the Northern Challenge finale, we should say, <laughs> the uh, the eighth time, including preseason, that these two teams have faced each other this year. We are talking the Northern Mystics and the Robin Hood Stars. It was a bit of state versus state, mate versus mate here in the uh, the office story, but uh, I think we all can agree that netball is the winner at the end of the day. You know, put me down as a fan of netball. Oh, well done. You can take the bragging rights. You can go and I'd say I told you so and, you know, talk yourself up now. It's, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think I'm it's doubling okay. down by how bad this sentence might sound, but I'm I'm very stoked, but I don't want to brag because... I wanted it to be a really close grand final. I I mean, I was going into it thinking, okay, we had that double extra time game. This this season has tied the most uh, extra time clashes in history. I thought we were set for another one, especially after the Stars uh, went hard and and upset, not upset, but in my uh, head, upset the Pulse in the elimination final. Yeah, 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 they were the underdogs in that game. Red hot and and fought back. And you know the Stars, if there's any team that's going to rep that, underdog tag it is the stars isn't it yeah. but going into the game storm where we both went down there to Hamilton at Globox Arena it was a sold out ANZ Premiership final how about that atmosphere down there the, oh my goodness the atmosphere was great actually and I think having two Auckland teams uh, playing that final was probably a good thing because not too far for them to travel. Had it been sort of the steel versus the tactics, it might have been a different story <laughs> yeah, in little yes, old Hamilton. Yes. Um, so that was great. And I don't know about you, but definitely for sort of the first three quarters of the game before the Mystics Nation really uh, found their voices, it felt like the, the crowd was very stars heavy. It's quite funny you say that because I, I am a big uh, a, a patriot of, of the Mystic supporters, right? And, and we've been notorious for saying that you can sell out the Trust Arena, but sometimes it just sounds like no one's there, you know, because yeah. you could drop a pin because everyone's just so locked in. They're not really uh, loud as a crowd, you know, but Where there's is a the few Purple moments. Army? Oh, wow. I looked up to the right and, and, and at Globox Arena, I'll paint the picture for you. It's all coming down. So it's a big arena and, and there's massive uh, stands going up uh, to fill the 
venue and my word it was a sea of purple on my right side it was quite intimidating looking over there a few times and and hearing the roar and and we know and and you know especially playing for the stars um at the latter end of your career what stars whanau is all about you know and and being connected being supported and 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 really being that team so look two two fantastic teams that met in the grand final i feel uh, like you're putting off actually talking about the game i i don't know i'm just i'm trying to like be, i'm stepping on two oh. ledges here one part of me just wants to brag and say shame storm you know we we had this at the start of the year but mm-hmm. and then the other side of me is going well i was i was a little bit upset at the final result but we can't take away from the spectacle that was on scene i mean the the first point for me storm was that first quarter Mystics get out to a three-goal lead early. It's already murky waters for the Stars. They never uh, stop fighting, but it was just the ability for the Mystics to find Grace Wecky. And I know we've talked about it all year round, oh, even for the last three seasons, you know, this connection of, of Toyava and Wecky, but mm. everyone was firing. It was Vui, it was Taylor Earl, it was it was Peter Toyava. It's just, did you feel like this, this Mystics team just showed up and were just completely ready to go? This was some of the best form that I'd ever seen out of them. Funnily enough, I was actually most impressed, particularly in that first quarter, with um, Earl, with Taylor Earl. Mm. She had um, the higher feeding stats and the higher ball retention uh, to start that game. And so that was kind of a scary thought because you would have known that the Stars would have gone into that match thinking, OK, our number one goal here on defence, we're not going to get much, but if we can break that connection between Toyava and Wiki, we're going to help ourselves. And you start to do that and then realise, oh, well, Taylor Earl's there just threading the ball and fine herself. And so it was kind of like, oh, gosh, the Mystics that have showed up today, you're going to need to be playing the best game you've ever played in your life to come anywhere close to them. The no, way they were playing on attack. 100%. I mean, 100%. Like, and you're spot on there. It's trying to stop the, the Toyava and the Wiki combination. I found it really interesting that we haven't seen this a lot more where the Stars were double, double teaming Toyava rather than, than Grace Wiki. And another thing that was sort of talked about a lot uh, after the grand final was the start of, of Kalera Nawai-Kalko going up against Grace Wiki, you know, uh, a very tall defender. And, and starting that over Holly Fowler, a change that we've sort of been toing and throwing from, if you will, uh, going into that game. What did you make of that decision? I think um, if we look back to the historical matches between the Stars and Mystics this season, Nawai Tautau had been playing quite well against Grace in that matchup, just to kind of have a physical presence in there. And I think especially in that um, double overtime match, Claire actually did quite a good job. And I know the way Kitty Wills coaches and the way she thinks, she's all about sort of presence and who matches up well on who, not necessarily thinking about who's in the best form and who's got the best combination. So she's got a lot of things to think about leading into a game like that. But obviously we had talked about how well Holly Fowler and Ali Timu had played together the week before in that elimination final against the Pulse. But I don't blame Kitty Wills for starting the way she did, having Kalera on the back there just to try and disrupt a little bit. You know, probably knew she wasn't going to get much ball, if any ball, but was just going to do a little bit to put Grace under a little bit of pressure on the catch, muscle up a little bit in there. Uh, but, you know, Grace, Toyava, Vui and Earl just said, hey, we don't care. <laughs> like, Ali Temu was kind of running around and I felt in that first quarter trying to do too much. I think she left Filda a bit open too much, just thinking, I want to try to get ball off, off Peter. And like you said, yes, they were doing a two-on-one on the line on Toyava. So that was kind of pulling Ellie away from Vui, who did a really good job of just getting the ball and playing that support role to help Earl get onto the circle edge and biff it into Wiki. Didn't even need to be on the circle edge, actually. They were biffing right. it from anywhere. Um, so I think that combination on defence just didn't quite... 
work. And because it was a grand final, I think because Kitty Wills just went, okay, well, I've got to change something really quickly. Whereas in yeah. any other match, I wonder whether she maybe would have left Kalea and Ellie out there for a little bit longer just to see if they could find their rhythm and get into it. But she actually made the switch and brought Holly Fowler on at Goldie. Because yeah. that was what I was going to ask you was, uh, for me as someone who's, who's definitely not spent time in the defensive circle in the ANZ Premiership by a long shot, but seeing Ellie, Ellie come off midway through that first quarter for Holly, Holly Fowler was one that I found really interesting. I know uh, Ellie has been the standout defender for the Stars this season and she's been very, very impressive. I was quite quite shocked that in a grand final so early on she's making that sub and we didn't see a return until uh, the second quarter but I know we can look at the score here and say that the first quarter ended 21-17 but do you think that positively or, or negatively infected the momentum of the Stars? Um, I Look 21-17 isn't too bad in terms of uh, a difference at the end of the first quarter it's a lot of goals for both teams so yeah. it's telling everyone that Grace Wiki 20 of them 20 yeah. of the 21 by the way and 17 for the Stars even that's still a 17 and a quarter is still really high so no one was really getting ball no. in that first quarter so um, I, I don't think it negatively impacted as such but at the same time do I think the change made any sort of difference would I have rather just left Temu and Kalera out there just to kind of work through it, talk to them at the quarter break, see what happens in the second quarter and then make a change. I don't know. I mean, it's in the grand scheme of things, we know what the final score was. Um, like I said at the top of this very hour, that mystic side and the way they were playing on attack, I don't know if anyone, I don't even think Karen Berger and Jane Watson were going to do anything against them. No, definitely not. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And you get to the end of a match like that and you go, what if, what if, should have I done that, should have I done this? And hindsight, it's a beautiful thing, but oh, you never definitely. know. No, no, never we know. will never know. You know, the game is done and dusted and, and we're just here to talk about it now, not the hypotheticals. We don't do if buts and maybes, we do absolutes here on, on Centre Pass and Focus. But just staying on the defensive end for a quick second, going down to the other end, it was Sula Fitzpatrick's uh, 154th and final ANZ Premiership match. What a way for her to go out thing that got me uh, very interested in this game was, was Sulu being subbed off at, at half-time and, and we saw her run uh, out at half-time and go sit straight back down on the bench and we saw uh, Kara Stythe, who's been a very impressive uh, defender in her, I think this is her second season, first fully contracted with the Mystics, but she's been really impressive this year, putting the trust uh, from Tia Winokurei in her first year in the helm as well of this Mystics team. The, another sort of story there with the expertise swatch going from Sula Fitzpatrick, who's played a hundred and almost sixty ANZ Premiership games, to Kara Stythe. was that sort of a mind boggler to you, or, or did it make did it make sense? I mean, I felt sorry for Sulu. I was thinking, please let her play out her last game. What is going on here? And then I was sitting next to Courtney Tidy, and she was like, "Well, they're ahead by quite a lot." Kara Stythe is going to be at the Mystics hopefully for years to come. Sula was leaving. Do you want to give this young player some grand final experience? And so I have no doubt that that change and that swap would have been communicated with Sulu, with Tia. They would have been on the same page, understanding of all that, and probably knew that Sulu was going to come back on mm. um, to finish the game or have that moment towards the end of the match. I mean, how amazing was the applause when she came back on in that fourth quarter? Um, but I think it was a great move by Tia. I think why not give Karis that that feeling and, and that experience to say that she got some pretty great ball against Maya Wilson in an ANZ grand final in her rookie season. 
season. And I also think that just emulates the kind of player that Sula was. Like, I have no doubt that she was probably pushing for it too, thinking, yes, this is a great idea. This will be so great for Karis. I've been out there for a half. We've got this decent lead. Go ahead and do it. So at first I was like, what are you doing, Tia? What's going on? And then had a wee discussion about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's bloody cool. And we got the moment, like I said, back when Sulu came back on the court and then the Mystic Nation woke up and they went wild as she ran back on. So um, very, very cool moment. And that's probably my one, like the happiest thing I take from this entire grand final and that experience was just seeing Sulu so emotionally happy and like content. Like, yes, there were a lot of tears, but it, it didn't feel like she was sad about anything. It was more just like almost relief and like just pride in herself and in her team, getting to interview her after the match. I mean, it was, yeah, it was all pretty surreal and a very cool fairy tale, great moment for such an epic person. Oh, what a powerful moment. I was, yeah. I mean, I was watching your interview here and that, and they turned your mic onto the whole stadium well, as she, well. I was so kind of interviewing her and she just grabbed my mic and turned around and faced the crowd. I said, like, yep, okay, yeah, you do it, it's fine. <laughs> so, and then she'd give it back to me and I was like, I've got to keep asking you questions, I'm sorry. And then held my mic and she took it off me again, turned around, I said, like, you go, this is great. <laughs> uh, a quote from Maya Wilson, and I'm not going to get it pinpoint, but um, Maya said, the thing about Sulu is she can make you feel like the most important person in the world. And I think everyone can say that. Yeah. And that's something that, that uh, sums up Sulu, uh, the person, so well. But Storm, it's been a pleasure uh, talking stars with you all season long. And it is thanks to our good friends at Vertical Logistics, your freight and logistics specialist. If we have to get to the nitty gritty of this grand final, it, it felt like the stars were in it for the long run, right? And it was just a few little mistakes here and there that let them slip and it just seemed like the Mystics were, were the better side on the day. Where do you think that it did go wrong for the Stars? Look, I really think um, at the end of the day, the Stars just didn't get enough ball. And not only did they not get enough ball, they didn't really get any ball. They had three games as a team on the team sheet at the end of the day. So that's three opportunities that they had to put themselves ahead or score turn two in a row. And that's just not going to win you anything, let alone a grand final against the Mystics. So the Mystics were just too clinical and the Stars couldn't do anything about it. And so any moment the Stars had, like Maya Wilson, I think, still played amazingly. Gina Crampton had her moments. Um, it's just you make a couple of mistakes here and there and, and the pressure of that attacking end knowing that they weren't going to get the ball back just kind of got to them a little bit. I think we saw moments, you know, the team kind of yelling at each other a little bit, getting a little bit flustered and a bit overwhelmed, and it just kind of snowballed, right? It just got more and more, um, I don't know, harder and harder for them down that attacking end. And they never gave up to their, you know, to their credit. Absolutely not. And no. they, they kept fighting right till the end, and there was still some beautiful play throughout the entire match, but it felt very isolated, and I just didn't want to look at the scoreboard because it just kept getting the mountain got higher and higher and higher. Oh, so no. we leant over to each other at halftime and said, "It's only nine. Oh, you know, no. we, you can do it." Even at three nine. quarter time, I think it was maybe yeah. ten. Yeah. Well, the, you went on a run. I think it was at the start of the third quarter. Went on a five to one goal lead, and that yeah. was just as the carriage change had happened. And I thought, "Here we go. We're settling in for one." But tied to the third quarter, sixteen mm -hmm. all. So it, it definitely was there uh, for the pickings, but. Then the Mystics just pulled away in that fourth quarter. We saw them bring everyone onto the court, which was an awesome moment. Totally. Um, for everyone on the Mystics. And Imagine when you're the team the facing that and you can see that morale and, and how incredible that moment is for them, that doesn't help your own Definitely not. You know, performance or, or morale for yourself. So it just, yeah, it, it just wasn't their day.
it was all mystics. And yes. I, I'm fine with it. I they know it was all it. mystics and I know it wasn't their day, but if I did have to ask you for a standout player on the day at the big dance on the grand final, looking through that Stars team, who are you going to tell me? I would probably still say Maya Wilson, I think. Um, she was solid and available under the post. I think there were some incredible roles on the dodge line and, and some balls being let go by both Gina and Mila. She still shot pretty well um, and, and did her best from, you know, standing at the back to try and, and rally her troops. Um, I mean, Amorangi Malisala's buzzer beater at three-quarter time, that was pretty epic. But other than that... Yeah, that, I mean that would be it for me. I think. Fair enough. Look, yeah. look we can. We can. All I can think about is Michaela Socolich Pizza and Grace Wiki. To be honest, those <laughs> were my two actual just, standouts from the game. It's <laughs> the chemistry of that whole Mystics team. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the court, you could genuinely feel it. Um, their presence out there, how sharp they were to get the ball. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, just wasn't the Stars' day. But look, you, you live to go another year. You know what I mean? You were there last year, there again this year. Who's to say you're not going to be there again next year? And every time we do talk stars, it is thanks to our good friends, Vertical Logistics, proud partners of the Northern Stars and leading the way in personalising your freight services. Right, Stormy, we're going to park the grand final chat here. We're going to go down and have a look at your final team of the week. Producer Ben has been busy over the last uh, 12 weeks compiling this team all together. We've got the final stats and I'm going to reveal them to you, Stormy, very quickly. And then uh, later on on the show, we know that the Silver Ferns are getting announced tomorrow at, on Sky at 1pm. Am I correct in correct, saying? Correct, yes. Correct in saying. We'll both be there uh, for the announcement of Dame Nolan Totoa's 15 uh, squad for the World Cup in South Africa. We're going to go through put a little switch on Coach's Corner this weekend. I'm going to get you to put Dame Knowles' shoes on and have a look through the pool and see if you can pick out a few. But all that coming up later on Centre Pass in focus. It is 17 minutes past eight. 21 minutes past eight here on SCNZ. You're listening to Centre Pass in focus. Myself, Kieran Bingham and the wonderful Storm Purvis. And I am just loving this right now, Stormy. And you know why. It's because we flipped the script here today. You know, it's Storm's Team of the Week. But I'm in control this week. <laughs> You've done all the hard work over the last 12 rounds plus the elimination final. No, because we didn't do one after the elimination final because obviously only two teams played. You're correct. So it's been a we while since that. we've it's talked about this. So I can't even remember oh, who I've been picking. Right. I wouldn't have a clue who you're about to read out nah. to me. All right, I'll give you the basis. So every week Storm has been giving us a seven, a starting seven of her players of the week. And we name one honorary captain slash MVP, the player of that round. Producer Ben has collated all of those wonderfully and given me the stats Bringing back stat chat with that uh, with Stormy P, but here we go, Storm. I ask you every week, where do you want to start? You always start where? At the front with your shooters. You gonna... ah, I'll stay the same. Are I was going to switch it up to spot you. Because I ask you every week, but I'm going to start at the top. Okay. Starting <laughs> at goal shoot. It is no surprises here. The grand final MVP. 70 goals in a grand final, picking up the MVP Far of the grand out. final and cementing herself in the goal shoot bib for Stormy's team of the week grand finale. Is that Does that come as a shock to you? She got six. Six of your votes. You haven't even said her name. I said Grace Wiki. No, you didn't. <laughs> Did he? Oh, you said ben, you went grand me. finale, and I was like, I wonder if he means to say Grace Wiki there. Well, Grace but everyone Wiki. knows it's who you Grace mean. Wiki. It's Grace <laughs> you Wiki. You can say all those things, and you everyone's know, like, yeah. Ben picked six <laughs> times. She got picked fifty percent of the time. Oh, I thought 
it might have been more than that. No, so six times for Grace. She was your prediction for captain, wasn't yes. it? So this is going to be good. Now, we run into a bit of a dilemma here. Mm-hmm. Goal attack, we run into our first tiebreaker. Wow, right. Three votes tied each. Do, so a collation okay. of six. Mm-hmm. Amorangi Malasala mm. and Amelia Ann Ekinasio mm. tied with three votes each at goal attack position. Are you going to make me pick one? No. Okay. Well, you can't. You start. No, here we go. Well, I don't know. Start what's, what's one, the... bench one. Okay, okay. If we're purely talking on this ANZ Premiership it season. Is. This is what Stormy's team of the season's all disclaimer about. Disclaimer out there, guys. It's not who I think's the better goal attack. It's purely on performances this season within their squads and their team and where they've got. I'm going with Amorangi. I'll second you on yeah, that. Yeah, great. Okay. Off this season. Yeah. If we're talking this season, yeah. Amor submits herself at goal attack Ooh. with Amelia and Ikanasio coming off the bench. Now, here's a little bit of a, of a dilemma. So I've called this one an honourable mention because of technicalities. Mm. Coming in at wing attack with four votes, it's your good mate Gina Crampton. Okay. Now, the honourable mention, Kimi Poi. Kimi Poi got four votes, but three of them were at wing attack and one of them were at centre. Wow. Which does mean, on a technicality, Gina Crampton is the wing attack yeah, of right. Storm's team of How the season. How many votes did Peter get? Not that many. No, not that many. I think wow. Peter got two, two off memory okay. going through. So yeah. there you go. Honourable mention, Kimmy Poison. Not a bench player, just an honourable nice. mention. Okay. Going in to centre, the glue, as I like to call it. It's another one of your stars, mate, Stormy <laughs> B, with four <laughs> votes. Mila Ryulu Buchanan. Did you have someone else in mind there no, or did you know that it was going to be me? I, I just had to think back to the season as a whole, you know, leading in to we stopped before the elimination final. Only one maybe might have been Maddie Gordon. Yep, okay. I don't know, she yep. might she might have been up there. But no, I'm not surprised. I think Mila has been in career best form for yeah, her. Genuinely. Yeah. What, a, what a season for Mila Rulu Buchanan. And yeah. going down into wing defence, it's a player that you've talked about a lot, wanting to make a return. To the Silver Ferns, can you have a guess who it is no, for me, Stormy, exactly at wing it defence? It's Michaela Sock. It's Sokol Michaela Sock with five votes. Whoa, Mickey Sock's cleaning it up, so she's getting herself back in there. <laughs> now, I'm going to take you through my last dilemma before we wrap it up and go with the captain. I'm going this to start. This has to be my MVP, right? I'm going to start at goalkeeper, Stormy. Okay. Let okay. me pull the strings here. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm Can't gonna, help myself. Okay. This is going to be hard because now we've got a three-way tie for goalkeeper. A four-way? How have I missed that, Ben? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Call the TMO. Where's the bunker when you need it? Chaos ben, can you whisper the fourth one in my ear while I I'll tell you who the others off. are? We've got, with two votes tied between them. Is this right, Ben? We've got four. Oh, my word. <laughs> Kelly Jury. Yep. Ali Temu. Yep. Karis Stith. Wow. And Jane Watson, wow. all coming in at two votes each. So spreading the load right across the goalkeeper position. How cool is this, though, for New Zealand netball? Not that my opinion means anything, but, you know, we've Well, this had is your specialist position. True. Standout perform- performers, this many. Like, we can go four deep for goal- starting goalkeepers in New Zealand. That's incredible. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to make it hard now. Oh. I asked you to start one and bench one for goal attack. I'm going to have to ask you to start one, bench one, cut two. I think going off 
form um, and the way the form peaked towards the end of the season, really coming into her own, it has to be Kelly Bloody Jury yes, as my starting goalkeeper. How much money has Ben paid you to say <laughs> that one? Ben is jumping up and down and just uh, as high as Kelly Jury. Last year's MVP, there. obviously, yes, was, was Kelly Jury for me. Um, and then uh, Jane Watson. Really close behind on the bench. Yeah. Half a game each, but Kelly's starting. I know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have answered that personally, yeah. Storm, but uh, you know, I'm the one asking the hard questions. And Ben, <laughs> is there a little drum roll we can get, please? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your grand final. MVP. Karen Berger with eight votes this season, cleaning up house. My word, can we just get a round of applause for this one? Eight votes for Karen Berger, your uh, 2023 Stormy P Team of the Season MVP. Not surprised at all. No. What a season she's had. Oh, incredible. incredible. Eight selections. Yeah, wow. I think, I guess, I mean, uh, with the Sulu Fitzpatrick injury in the middle of the season, Phoenix Karaka obviously went back to goalkeep for quite a bit and they were playing Kara Stythe out at goal defence, so she wasn't consistently playing out there. And then, I don't know, other teams made quite a few changes throughout the defensive circle and, and Karen was consistently the best goal defence. To be honest, at one stage of the season, I'm sure I was calling her like the best defender in the world with the way she was playing. Her the, her ability to get intercepts was just blowing my mind. Like the ball, like she was, that ball is a pass that's coming to me and it's going to be an intercept, but no, in my head it's just a pass that I'm going to catch. That's what it looked like watching her and it uh, just blew me away. Well-deserved well Karen yes, Berger. Yes, and that does wrap up Storm's team of the season for mm. 2023. What an emotional time. And speaking of Karen Berger being in form and being potentially the best defender in the world, we will tell uh, by, by the time we get over to South Africa for that World Cup. And Stormy, after a quick break, we're going to go down to the coach's corner and we're catching up with the new Silver Fern selector, Stormy P. <laughs> well, the ANZ Premiership is wrapped up here. Uh, Stormy, are you OK? Yeah, I just oh. had to open and remind. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Do you, I do you think you so? Something there. 33 minutes past eight here on ECNZ. We'll reset, centre pass, and focus. <laughs> and look, the ANZ Premiership uh, Grand Final did wrap up on Sunday, which means the season is complete for another year. My word, did it go quick? But now that means that we can turn our head uh, to the thing that's sort of been lingering in the background there, the voice in the back of your head. Uh, it. No. Oh, yes, I do, I actually. I was playing with, playing with There you go. Mark, thank you. Mark Watson's exclusive pen. So thank you, thank maybe you. Maybe just do the... I yeah, won't steal it. That. There you go. Yeah, make sure you return it. But no, we can turn our heads to that lurking voice. The World Cup is fastly approaching, and we've said it a million times uh, on the show, there is no trials this year uh, for the Silver Ferns. Instead... Dame Knowles is announcing her team tomorrow at 1pm. And what I've done, and play along at home, please, double eight, double three. feel free to send in your teams because I'm flipping the script on, on Stormy. I'm going <laughs> to make her the unofficial selector for the Silver Ferns Which is team. why I needed a pen, by the way. I'm yes. just jotting down quickly so I don't change my mind last minute. What okay. I've done for talking. the people at home is, is I've, I've split uh, our categories up into defenders, midquarters and shooters. Stormy, I'm going to get you to pick a, a team of 12 and then have three reserves. So by the end of it, we should have a team of 15 ready to go to South Africa and bring back that World Cup. So just for the people at home, we'll start at the defenders, Stormy. Okay. And I'll read the people through uh, a potential player pool of uh, potential selections for the Silver Ferns. So we're going to start 
Mystics defenders Solo Fitzpatrick, Phoenix Karoka and Karis Stythe. Going down to the Stars, Ali Temu and Holly Fowler. From the Magic, Edna Makaire, Georgia Takarangi. From the Pulse, Kelly Jury, Christiana Manawa and Paris Mason. Uh, from the tactics, Watson and Berger, and from the stor- uh, storm, from the storm, from the steel stormy, we do have Kate Burley. So, looking through that pool of defenders, my word, are we lucky uh, with our selection of Aren't defenders? We? But if I had to ask you to pick a four uh, to, to travel to South Africa for this World Cup, where do your eyes go to? So, I find um, the defensive end the easiest to pick. Okay, the squad. I'd say I think. Although there is one heartbreaking selection in terms of the four that you take based on form and who's going to do well over there, it kind of picks itself. And that four is Kelly Jury, Jane Watson, Phoenix Kartika, and Karen Berger. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, heartbreak for Sulu Fitzpatrick. I would still want her there. She is my reserve. You are using one of your reserves. Yes. Defensive end. Brilliant. There you go. There you go. A little bit of heartbreak there, Sulu. Not taking the court, but look, I think we can both meet the understanding that if you're putting Solo in terms of form right now, this is what I think a lot of people get get mixed up on Solo. They think of across their career, right? And obviously, if we're going all-time form, we're probably not putting Solo on the reserves. But as of right now, Solo the person, for me, is more important to bring to South Africa than Solo the player when you're putting her up against the likes of of of, of Jane and Karen and Kelly and Fee as well. And I think she'll be the first to, to tell you that same exact thing as well. Yes. So I like where uh, your head's at with defenders. If we look at this list, there's a few players who I thought maybe if circumstances were different might have been able to uh, enter as a bolter and some that I thought might be able to look ahead in a few years. Ones that I'm looking forward to in a few years is definitely a Paris Mason and a Karis Stythe, two players that we've seen. Uh, been really exciting in this Premiership campaign, but that wraps it up there at the defensive end, Stormy. We're locking it in, Eddie. Yep, locking it in. Happy with that. Easy peasy. All right, I'll take you through your midcourt selection. So oh, I hope you've uh, double eight, double three. I hope you've started drafting <laughs> up and you've got your four defenders plus a reserve. Right, midcourt from the Mystics: Taylor Earl, Peter Toyava, Michaela Sokolich, Beeson. From the Stars: Jenny Crampton, Mila Ryula Buchanan. From the Magic: Claire Kirsten. From the Pulse: Maddie Gordon, Farmu Yuane, Whitney Sunis. From the Tactics: Kimiora Poi. From the Steel: Kate Heffernan and Sammy Winders. All right. This was by far the hardest area to pick, and I'm still not sold on my selection. I could argue with myself a lot. Um, well, you've got three positions to fill, don't you? You know, it's it's always going to be harder by default. You got instead of goal kick, goal D. You've now yes. got three positions yes, to exactly. fill, and you've got with to think four about players plus a reserve. Exactly. You know, or, or where do you want to go with that? So, are you are you going to go with with four middies and a and a reserve? I am traditionally going the four 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 split. So yeah. yes, I'm going four middies and a reserve. However, I just want to throw it out there that I would not be totally surprised if Dame Nolene goes for three shooters and five middies, yeah. given the way this midcourt has played out this season. However. For the purpose of this exercise, I'm sticking to the 4-4-4. And I have gone Gina Crampton, Kate Heffernan, Maddie Gordon, and Peter Toyava. Whitney Sunis is my reserve. Wow. I think what will probably happen is that Whitney Sunis will be in instead of Peter Toyava. And I'm not sure who your reserve will be. Maybe someone like Mila Rowley Buchanan. 
But I think the way Peter has played, especially in the later part of the season, her combination with Grace Wickey, seeing it in the grand final, remembering back to the Constellation Cup last year, those first two matches, I feel like you want you want Peter there. But Gina is, is there. She's the tried and true. She's a World Cup winner. She doesn't make mistakes, so you have to take her as well. How can Dame Knowles find a way to have two specialist wing attacks in the team? Well, you pick Maddie Gordon, who can cover all three, and you pick Kate Heffernan, who can cover centre wing D. Mm, I think that's that's sort of where we're lucky, is the versatility of these sort of uh, younger mid-quarters coming through. The Kate Heffernan, who we saw, uh, I think she debuted at centre and then uh, spent a lot of time at wing defence in that black dress. And, and likewise with Maddie Gordon, even seeing her extents playing wing attack uh, in that black dress. But, so you're taking Peter Suyava, I'm guessing, to come off the bench for Gina yes. as that yep. explosive player. Look, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Peter Suyava fans in the world, so I love that you've included her in the mid-court. Uh, players there that have missed out from selections. Uh, Claire Kirsten re- uh, announcing her retirement. Uh, from the ANZ Premiership. She has put her hand up, though, for Silverfern duties. You don't think she's going to get the, the tap? Look, I just think the um, sort of firepower of our midquarters at the moment is, is too strong. And yes, Claire is solid. She has experience. But has she played well enough to kind of take the likes of, you know, Gordon, even as soon as Mila really can in a dark horse take players like that out of contention? I don't think so. For me, the the super unlucky one in this midcourt is Michaela sokolich beatson Oh because my word! You know what, Storm? I've I've seen I've watched Mickey for so many years. I only just realised that she's only twenty six. Is she? That is madness, isn't it? Yeah, I thought. Oh uh, yeah, right. She's still got time, all the time 100% in the world. But it was, it was make the obviously starting her uh, first career very, very young, and then having her injuries yes. and whatnot, missing out. But she was in your team of the season at wing defence. She's had a stellar year, but. We've said it before, uh, on and off here. It's it's she's a very uh, so much so a specialist player, isn't she? And and in a World Cup sense, when you're limited to having that, uh, well, in your case, the four 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 split, uh, it's not the safest move to get in there with a specialist. But my word, I'd love to see Mickey Sox. I mean, make her way back into she, that team. She can slide across the goal defence, but we're well covered in in goal defence. Well, because then on the other side of it, you've got Karen being totally. able to slide Who's up to your wing goldie, defence. Totally, slide. Yeah, so I think there's where your specialist is there. Yes. Oh, it's heartbreak. It is it's heartbreak. heartbreak. I know, it's so tough. the seam. Oh, so we could tough. fight about it all day. Double eight, double three. How was that midcourt <laughs> for you? I'm looking forward to seeing your teams come through. Right, let's park the midcourt. Let's roll out and, and finish off this team with the shooters. I'll read you through your options from this pool, Stormy. From the Mystics, we have Grace Wickey and Phil DeVui. From the Stars, Maya Wilson and Amorangi Malasala. From the Magic, Amelia and Ekinacio used to be Bailey Meds announced her retirement. From the Pulse, Amelia Wormsley and Tiana Matoro. From the Tactics, uh, Dunn and Selby Rickett. And from the Steel, I've chucked in Georgia Heffernan as well. So from that pool of players, uh, you said you're going to take the four. Mm-hmm. Where are you looking? So again, an easier end for me to choose. Yeah. Made even easier with Bailey Mears announcing her retirement. That fourth spot was really the one I was really struggling with prior to Bailey making that announcement. But uh, yeah, Grace Wickey, Amelia Anikinasio, Maya Wilson and Tapia Selby Rickett. Had my uh, Bailey Mears still been in the fold, I think that last spot between Bailey and, and TP might have been a little tougher. And Tiana Matoro is my reserve. Um, I know Tiana has played some great games this season, but Knowles is big on experience. Selby Rickett has come on in moments for the Silver Ferns for the past, God, six years and, and performed. 
So in a World Cup environment, she's tried and true, and I don't think it's worth not taking her. No, definitely not. And you're right, and you talk about experience, and, and Tiana Matoro is, is one of those natural leaders at a young age, but she is one that I've expressed that I, I would like to see her more involved in the Silver Ferns environment, uh, uh, no matter the circumstance, you know, if, even if she is as a travelling reserve, I think it's really important for her in this oh, stage of so her career. Her. Yeah. Uh, my only concern, I guess, with, with Tiana Matoro going off the season, and I know, look, we could, we could pick every case here, but there, there was a few games there where she looked a little bit hesitant to shoot this season, and, and maybe it wasn't so much a hesitancy, it was a choice to give the ball up uh, in a shooter-to-shooter pass, which we know she excels at and is quite exceptional uh, with it. But I remember a game a few weeks ago, she only put up one shot, you know, and we've we've talked about Dame Knowles' splits when we had her on the show uh, a few weeks back around around midpoint of the season. You know, uh, are we sort of, as, as shooters, and I know it's, it's hard to say, but as shooters sort of our weaker end of, of the Silver Fern selection? No, because Chris Wickey and Amelia and Ekinasio are two of oh, the best players are, in the are, world. Are four shooters picked themselves. Yeah, in terms, in of, terms depth of depth right now. Um, I think maybe there. In terms of depth, I'm not. I'm not worried. We've got the likes of Amelia Wormsley coming through. Tiana Matoto is still so young. They are two superstars of the future. So I'm not worried about the depth in terms of eternal depth, but there's a gap, there's a jump between your your meals and your Grace Wickies mm. to the next level. Um, but we've got another four-year cycle after this World Cup before we need to start worrying about that. And I think, you know, there's, those players are going to keep coming through. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying. It's not like the defenders or the midquarters where it's like, oh, we've got so much talent, who do you pick? Totally get that. But at the same time, the the Matuado thing in terms of her volume of, of shooting is so interesting because I remember years ago when Jodie Brown was playing with Janelle Fowler-Reed and I was in the team back then at the Steel, she would often only put three or four goals up a match at goal attack and it wasn't really, like people would kind of laugh about it, but it wasn't really a big deal. And then Jodie so, would get oh, selected. Oh, when, when you got Janelle yeah, exactly. You know, next to her. Exactly. You know, that's, but that's sort of what we, we're growing to see now, isn't it? Put up it? three shots in the grand final. That's exactly what I'm, what, where I'm going. Is this is the goal shoot heavy era, isn't it? So yeah. sort of not concerned for the goal attack uh, position moving forward, but is that sort of where our head's at? You know, we just we get that tall goal shoot who has an ability to, to catch the ball in any situation off the feed. Is that where our goal shoots are going to go? You know, as a third wing attack who sometimes will put up a shot. I don't know. You let me know, double eight, double three. But if you had to ask me, Tiana Matsuro and Grace Wiki will be the combination going forward uh, for the next World Cup with Tiana as captain as well. So I'll leave you with that one. Look, we caught it to nine, Stormy. Not not long left in our last show, and I don't want it to end, but I'll tell you what, you've you've listed your team. I'm sure there's going to be articles and articles about it tomorrow. How did Stormy <laughs> know? You know, she she must have got the insight early. Well, but they don't know until tomorrow morning. They're actually not getting called until no. tomorrow morning, so don't worry, I That's don't it. have the no, inside no, no, word no, at no, all. No. I've tried to ask. <laughs> Trust me, I have tried. Oh, so they don't right. even Who know themselves. It? Yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> anyway, look, <laughs> caught it tonight here on ECNZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue the Silver Ferns chat after this. Double eight, double three. if you do wish to get involved with the conversation. Any questions for ex-Silver Fern Storm Purvis? We'll be back in a sec. 10 minutes to 9 here on SCNZ, the final break of Centre Pass and Focus for the oh, 2023 man. season. Stormy, we may be back for the World Cup and uh, continuing on our World Cup chat. Look, we just had a little talk uh, off off the break here when we, we looked through the team that you'd selected and we thought, hang on, how many of these players uh, are retained from that wonderful 2019 World Cup? And we looked through... 
and we picked out quite a few players that weren't there. We've got producer Ben, who's the man with the numbers to crunch everything down for us. Let's just let's just let this breathe because I don't think I, I breathed after hearing this stat. Falau, Korpua, Langman, and Rory all left since 2019. Mm-hmm. That add up adds up to 585 silver fern caps lost. Plus, plus, <laughs> you add in the retirement of Bailey Mears and the maternity leave of Shannon Saunders. That adds on another 167, meaning 752 caps since that 2019 World Cup win have disappeared. I know we say that stats don't tell the full picture, but Stormy P, does that give you a little bit of nerves? I mean, we can look at this team that we've picked, and it's a fantastic team, but 752 caps of experience at a World Cup. It just tells such a story, because in 2019, we went into that uh, World Cup, probably the world not expecting us to win it. We were kind of underdogs, a medal would be great, that's kind of what we were hoping for, blah, 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 came back with the gold. This World Cup, we're going in defending the title, but two totally different teams. And I've just counted like the 12 that I've picked. Six of them were there, to be honest, but only two of them would have been on court. Or three, Watson. Sorry, three of them on court. So that's pretty crazy when you look at the likes of England, who have pretty much the same team, Australia and Jamaica. Pretty much, well, Australia have lost a few too, but Jamaica, very similar players um, and all their big dogs, so to speak. So when you say it out loud, 700 and what? 700 and 752 caps. That is huge. And we know Knowles is really, really big on experience, which is why I picked the likes of Selby Rickett um, and, you know, Gina Crampton Gina, in there. Yeah. So Gina will be the most experienced silver fern. Uh, just given off that list, Isn't Gina will be the wild. most experienced silver fan. Crazy, crazy! I remember debuting with her. Like that's that's crazy. So I mean, uh, look, I think the way we've seen these players perform and dominate in the ANZ Premiership this year, even in you know those two Constellation Cup games we won over Australia last season, a lot of these players that I've picked were part of that um, tournament. Uh, I'm not. It's not freaking me out as much as that number should. You know, like it's oh, it's, a, sure. it's yes. a crazy stat. Yes. It is crazy. But I'm not looking here thinking, oh, my gosh, yes, we've got such a young and inexperienced team. When you say it, when you read through it, it doesn't really That's feel that way. Their ability matches up to, yeah. okay, you know, it sort of gives us that, okay, we're not, we're not 752 caps isn't that yes. bad. And you're talking about Laura Langman and Casey Corbett who played for years and Arguably, years and years yeah, and years and years and years. as the greats of the greats exactly. of the game. Centurions. You know? So. And we're out of the, this uh, this era now, yeah. and we've moved along, and, and we're so right. The ability that we have, not only on your squad, but, but in that player pool that we mentioned uh, previously, we are very lucky for the talent that we have. You said in 2019 we were going in as the underdogs. Where do you sort of place the Silver Ferns going into this World Cup? It's so hard to know. Honestly, it's, it's really, really hard to know because... I'm unsure what kind of threat Jamaica are going to bring. We know their shooting circle is phenomenal, or their goal shoot anyway is phenomenal. We know their defensive end has been playing some incredible netball over in Australia in their competition. It's always their midcourt that lets them down a little bit. But Rob Wright's working with them. He's a mastermind. Yes, He's going to try... Two-time and, ANZ Premiership champion Exactly. Going to try and work his magic with that midcourt. So they're a big threat. Australia are always a threat, I'm not so worried about England. 
We are defending champs. We do have some superstars in this team still. I don't know. I don't think we go in as as clear favourites. But in saying that, I wouldn't say Australia or Jamaica were clear favourites either. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I quickly will take you through the pools. Pool A, Australia, Tonga, Zimbabwe, Fiji. Pool B is England, Malawi, Scotland, Barbados. Pool C, Jamaica, South Africa, Wales, Sri Lanka. Pool D, New Zealand, Uganda, Trini and Tobago and Singapore. So it's a very exciting World Cup. And we're hoping that... Quietly, it's going to be us playing England in a semi-final to go through (laughs) and play either Australia or Jamaica and take the World Cup home. But that is us for the 2023 season. Silver Fern announcement tomorrow, 1pm on Sky. You will see Stormy P. If you're listening to SENZ, you will hear me. Stormy, thank you very much. Thanks, Kez.